Welcome to Between the Fur. I'm Ken, and as a professional mascot, I need professional costumes, right? People always ask me, who makes your costumes? I tell them Alinko Costumes in Salt Lake City. Alinko makes just about everything for me, and they do an amazing job. Alinko not only builds costumes, they have a design service that's free, and they also service their costumes as well. However, now the largest and oldest costume company in the U.S. just turned it up a notch by bringing on my friend, John Absey, formerly the Jazz Bear, to help with product development, processes, sales, and quality control. Hey, if you need a costume done right from the very start, don't waste time or money. Call Alinko. That's spelled A-L-I-N-C-O and get it done right. Welcome to another edition of Between the Fur. I'm your host, Ken, and it's Mascot Talk. Between the Fur. All right, so today we have Dave Stogdill, who uh, was a professional mascot, but still works in professional sports uh, with uh, the... uh, with the Charlotte Hornets, right? That that is correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I have um, actually transitioned over to what we call uh, corporate social responsibility. So, which is a fancy word for community relations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We always have to have a special name for everything, right? We, you know, it, make it sound a little bit bigger than it is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I have to go through this song and dance whenever I tell people what I do. Oh, right. I. Uh, what does CSR mean? What does corporate social responsibility mean? Uh, it means community relations. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Now, now we're on the same page. No, right. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, I have a title at work that I'm like, eh, you know, okay. Well, I guess. All right. And it's no longer like game operations. It's game presentation. Right. Yes. So <laughs> le- league wide, but uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, it, it's really good to have you on here. We've chatted and, and, and met up together at uh, mascot conferences and um, a couple times in costume though. Yeah. And um, man, what a pleasure. I got to tell you, I, I, I just finished reading your book and uh, it was, it was really good. I was actually really surprised and oh, well, not, not, you. You know, not in that, Oh, Hey, he can write thing, but actually, you know, really surprised at how entertained I was. And as, and, and also to hear your background, so, well, thank you. Yeah, well, the, the whole point of the story or, or the book is that whenever, whenever we get, to get around to hang out with each other, we're always telling war stories, right? Every, every pro mascot that, that hangs out with another mascot, you start telling these funny stories that you can't believe happened. And you can't make this type of stuff up, right? And so when I finished and retired as Rufus, uh, when the Bobcats ended, um, I could reveal who I was. And at that point, then I decided to kind of tell my story. And and then um, I tried to think of funny stories and, and crazy things that have happened with every single team that I've been with throughout my career. And, um, and so that's kind of where it all started. Well, I love it because you actually hit each one of the characters. I mean, you touched on each one of the characters and then you were able to, I mean, and eat at, with each one, you had some kind of just off the wall, crazy who'd have thought moments and, you know, that you couldn't plan for. But then, uh, as you say in your book, you know, you write, you know, Rose Bub and uh, yes, the show must go on, right? The show must go on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I know you've experienced that as well. So. 
just a few times just a few times yes <laughs> yeah and it was funny because it actually brought back a bunch of memories for myself while I was in college uh because I was I was a college mascot for uh, nice. two different uh uh, well, one, one was a university and one was uh, a junior college and then high school before that. So, wow. Okay, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you, while I'm thinking about that, uh, when you were saying that you, know, you rode out on your four-wheeler, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> taking you back to just a little experience that I had in high school, uh, or, or at least this dates me, okay? So right. when I was in high school, I, had, uh, I, I, I rode something out on the – out on the field, out on the track, and rode it all the way around, and whatever. Of course, I wasn't allowed to go on the field with it uh, because our, our our field was too delicate in the desert of of uh, Nevada. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I actually rode a three wheeler. Nice, a three wheeler. You remember the three wheelers? Absolutely, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you had to learn how to turn a certain way, and everybody would end up flipping it. That's right. You really had to lean. <laughs> yeah, lean the other way than you were turning. You had to lean into the turn, or you would yep. uh, roll it. Uh, that, that's right. They had those back in the day, but not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, you don't see those much anymore? But that definitely nope. dates me. But uh, you, it sounds like you had a great start. Um, can you just basically for the podcast? Uh, I want you guys, whoever's listening, to go out grab this book. It's called Belayed Gratification. And uh, it's a quick read. Uh, it's, it's, it's his memoirs. If I'm saying that right, that's always a weird yes. word for me, memoirs. That's um, right. But, um, yeah, check it out. And uh, I'll have you tell, you know, near the end of the podcast how to get this book. But okay. um, it's, uh, it's really a, a fun read. Uh, so, so just briefly, go through your start. Oh, absolutely. Well, I started um, back in college at uh, Washington State University, and I was Butch the Cougar. It was I was there. Um, gosh, way long. I'm dating myself as well. I was I was there from '98, <laughs> 1998. We went to the '98 Rose Bowl. Um, Ryan Leaf was our quarterback, and when I was in college. Um, I had seen the mascot running around. I thought, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun and I'd love to do it. And I was, have always been an introverted person by nature. So this was my opportunity to become that extrovert. I could go up to anyone in the stands and this was my way to, to get out of my shell out of sorts, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so from there, I'd heard that people could do it for a living. And so I was like, oh my gosh, if that's true, then I'm, that's, that's what I want to do. And so then from there, I started, um, I started trying to build my, my repertoire of skills. And I tried to build my resume and, and try just like a college athlete, go from college to the minor leagues, minor leagues to the pros. And, um, and then, you know, there's various other tracks that I went, but my ultimate goal was to make it to the NBA. So that's the big, it's, show. Um, the big show. And in the mascot world, sometimes some people consider the NBA the pinnacle. Um, you know, you have your outliers. Some, some of the other uh, leagues do have some great programs, and I'm not diminishing anything that, that they do. However, just it seems like there's the NBA kind of caters more towards individual uh, performance skills versus your overall meet and greet characters. If that makes any sense as well. Absolutely. Yep. And so, yeah. So from Washington state, I went, uh, 
there to arena football with uh, the Portland Forest Dragons. So they were, they were, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I had never heard of them before. When you said that in your book, I was like, the who, the what? Yeah. <laughs> they were in existence um, for three years. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder why with a name like that. Come on, man. They were, so I was a big mus- muscular, scary dragon. It was like, uh, it was, I saw that yeah. Picture and I'm like, I have never seen that character before. So yeah and um oh a little side note as with the forest dragons um the the year one year that i was there i was rated the second best mascot in the league and uh do you know who was the first who robert bodwin with the uh houston thunder bears Shut up. <laughs> yep <laughs> oh that's awesome Which, you know everybody uh uh everybody that's heard this podcast we've already had him on here so yeah yeah so, I mean, I didn't know him back then, and I was like, who's this joker? Uh, you know, but, but anyways, that's a little side note. Attention, um, hog. That's Roberts. <laughs> come on. Come on now. Um, but then, uh, so that was building my resume, and that was my first real kind of paid gig, but it was still minor leagues to the NFL. And then from there, um, I was able to, to work my way up to the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks, and I was there from 90, pretty much 98 to 2002. Nice. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so, then, so th- you know, that's, that's a big deal. That was your kind of uh, dream growing up as well to, uh, you know, to play in the NFL and, and, and all that it, you, you explain in your book about being a little kid and, and uh, seeing the NFL as, as, uh, or picturing yourself, you know, running out on the field and, and all that. So, well, yeah. So every kid has dreams, right? And and that was my dream to play for the Seattle Seahawks because I grew up in Seattle or near Seattle. And um and so but, you know, forget the fact that I was, you know, 5 5 130 pounds in high school playing football. I wasn't going to become a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah. Genetics were not on your side on that one. No, not at all. But, you know, the way that I looked at it is that um, I made it to the NFL in a different way. And I still wore a uniform. But for me, it was still a a ton of competition to get to that level. Um, And even back then, there was a lot. There's there's more, obviously, now in the way that um, mascots have really grown in popularity over the years. But uh, but still, I was I was working hard and competing against uh, guys that had pro experience. And I was a local hometown guy. So, so building my skills and trying to, trying to build that resume to where I can make it as a pro. So I started taking tumbling lessons. I started taking American sign language, sign language. I started taking hip hop dance classes just in order to, to out perform, you know, the other candidates and, and make it to that level. That's so, right. And, and, you know, for the young listeners out there, and, and I think young and old will, will agree, but uh, this is, I guess, more for the young listeners out there. I love, love, love. And I want to emphasize the fact that you, um, you were thinking, uh, what will it take? Whatever it takes, you know, I want that job. So I want to be the most prepared for it that I can be, you know, what could I possibly run into? I want to blow everybody else away. And, um, I love that drive. I love that forethought, you know? So, Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's the way that, that I looked at it is, is 
I wanted this to promote this kind of a lesson to my daughter. I kind of wrote this book for my daughter. And, um, and so she's a budding actress and she works really hard and she takes extra singing lessons and extra acting lessons and things like that. And I want to teach her that, that if she gains all of these skills in her craft, then that's going to put her above the, the rest of the competition. And um, in the acting world, it's, it's, it's really tough. And it's a little bit parallel to what, you know, to what we do and what we used to, what I used to do. And, but, um, but that's a lesson is I always call it a feather in her cap. Yeah. So another skill is another feather in her cap. And the, if she can build up those skills and just like anyone trying to make it as a pro, it, it's, it's not easy. You have to, you have to obtain those levels of achievement in order to get there. Right. Right. And it's a map. So. It's, it's, it's what's going to set you apart. What's going to yes. be, what's going to be the thing that uh, makes you stand out, be the cut above, you know, that, that's the stuff that, you know, now people are pushing the extremes. I mean, competition just keeps growing and growing and growing, especially in our field. Yes. Know? So anyways, but okay. So go on. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. From after this, um, with the Seahawks, I was there for four years. Um, and I loved being there, but I just got to a point where I didn't feel like the team wanted to take the character any further. And I'd kind of reached the ceiling that, that I could with that character. So I was, I was younger. Um, I was single. I had no attachments. And so I found an opportunity to go over to go overseas and be a mascot for a pro baseball team in Japan. Nice. And for, I, it was, it was, fantastic oh uh, i want to hear all about it so i i want to i want to interject here right real quick that was one of my questions is because mm -hmm. you don't explain it in the book you're like yeah so i left the seahawks and uh i went to china i'm like hmm, <laughs> went to japan what? yeah <laughs> yeah well, i mean sorry sorry japan japan uh -huh. so um so and uh i'm like hmm so uh you know, I wonder what that was about. <laughs> I was going to ask you, so was there anything bad that went down there or what? So just <laughs> well, like you hit the ceiling. No, I completely hit the ceiling. And the cost of living in Seattle is a lot higher than a, a lot of other places around the country. And, and I just, I'm, and part of it was financial. I wasn't making any money. And, and the team was, um, they didn't see me as, since it was a new, it was relatively new character, um, the organization didn't see the value of the character in a way that uh, a lot of other teams <laughs> see their character. So in other words, it, I was getting paid very little and cost of living in Seattle is huge. And it was, it was hard to take. And it's not, and I stayed there so long because I love the Seahawks. I'm from there. And I was, I loved what I was doing. Um, and it's not always about money, but after a while, sometimes it gets to the point where if, if you don't see any advancement, I, that's where I had to kind of move on. Right. Right. I mean, there is a level of, you know, you know, what, what outweighs the other, you know, I mean, the, the, the gratification uh, can only go so far. <laughs> you right. do have to be compensated <laughs> for it a little bit at some point, you know, so I yeah, mean, that's like so. My, first, my first scholarships in college, uh, to be the mascot were uh, $300 uh, a semester. Actually, wait, no, 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 sorry. $300, that's right, $300 for 
the school year. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. This was at a, at a junior college. So when I went to Utah State University, I was like, mm-hmm. nah, I got to I got to make more than that. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be sweating for you guys. I need more. And uh, so I ended up turning down a bunch of offers that were one hundred and fifty dollars a semester. And uh, I went to, uh, yeah, went to Utah State where they ended up giving me a, a full ride. So that's um, amazing. At that time, <laughs> yeah, it was unheard of, but I, I kept yeah. going out. So, um, but anyways, wow. yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. But uh, anyway, so you uh, found an opportunity in Japan, which is yeah. amazing. Well, and the way that the, this particular team works is the, um, it's the Hiroshima Carp. And they're and pro baseball te- baseball in Japan is huge, right? It's almost it's it's essentially the national sport um, alongside like sumo, right? Yeah. And so within baseball, it is so popular. And um, this particular team, the owner of the team, um, his last name his surname is surname is Matsuda, which is was also uh, Mazda. Oh. Right. So, so he's, uh, he's from a very wealthy family, you could say. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, okay. um, and he lot. actually, yeah, well, he went to, um, Cal state or not Cal state, uh, Cal Berkeley, uh, for college. And so he spoke English and, um, he had such a great time in California and, and he had American students really helped him. And, and so he wanted to give back to an American student, or an American student that just graduated to come over to Japan and be the mascot. And so he would always hire a foreigner with that, with a college degree that was a college mascot to come to Japan, to be their mascot for a year contract or, or more if you'd like. And, um, and then they, they take care of you. And it was, it was like a no brainer for me because I just wanted to go explore and, be single and have fun and, and, and just try ex- new, new experiences and new things. And why not do it while being a mascot? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, it was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done, but it was also scary and fun and ha. Huh, so, but that was, that was my, um, my baseball mascot stint. So going from football to ba- baseball was a bit of a transition. I'm sure <laughs> it had to be. Oh my gosh, because baseball is so long. <laughs> There's so many games. There's 82 home games or whatever it is. And, you know, football is there. There's 10. And, <laughs> and like double headers and the humidity is like out the roof. And it was just so, it was, and then also Japanese business is um, Monday through Saturday, nine to five was with a tie, suit and tie. Oh, which I can't even imagine. And, and and didn't matter if you had uh, back-to-back games, you were still the next morning, nine to five. <laughs> it oh. was, oh, it was rough uh, as far as that goes, but, um, but it was still just a really cool experience. Absolutely. And what, I got to hand it to you to finish out the year. First of all, I'm sure it was just a shock to your system, to your culture, <laughs> yeah. to, I mean, although you, um, you do have, your, your mom is Japanese. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm half Japanese. My um, my father was a a soldier stationed in Japan. Met my mom, got married, and and had my sister and I. So, um, the I was actually born in Okinawa, Japan, but I came to the states when I was two years old. So I grew up speaking English and grew up over here in the states. Um, 
but over there I wanted to kind of learn a little bit of my of my culture and my background for myself um, and try and study the language because I didn't study it growing up and um, and so this was my opportunity to do that so it was kind of twofold as far as self-exploration but also um, experiencing something new and and the the cool part about being a mascot over there is just because anime is so popular the you know it didn't matter if they you spoke the the language or not you know the character i could i could do anything in the crowd would react <laughs> the oh i'm crowd. sure it's kind of like call of the character yes it's gotta be oh like, yeah yeah he raised his arm <laughs> yeah oh my god he's walking fast yeah <laughs> and look at him shake his belly that's the funniest thing i've ever seen <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, that's great. yeah so so, I'm so it was cool star. Yes, it was out of control. And, um, but just there, there were certain um, instances over there that were culturally and like language barriers made for like funny situations. And um, I, I tell a story in the book where, where I was allowed to go out onto the field and actually shag fly balls during batting practice. Yeah. And, um, and this was before the game to the point where like, I was out there with pro other pro outfielders warming up and this was me as me. And I was warming up by catching shag balls like, on a field with real players. And so this, even though, I mean, I played little league, little league baseball as well. And so, you know, this is my opportunity to be on the field and like on a real stadium. And this was like the big time. This is the big show. <laughs> I had to be amazing. Oh, it was the coolest thing ever. A little bit surreal. (laughs) Yeah, it was so surreal. But um, the uh, but but one of the like, I just remember they were coaching me on how to catch the ball right and doing all this stuff. And and then so one of the players they they hit a a crank a a shot and it's going deep and I'm thinking okay it's coming my way and this is my my Ken Griffey moment right. So, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna snag the I'm gonna steal this home run and everyone's gonna go crazy. So I run as fast as I can. I go up to the to the warning track. I jump as high as I can to the top of the wall, and I stretch out to try and catch the ball. And the ball bounced off the top of the of the wall, hit me right in the eye, and I got a black eye for my very first pro game in Japan. I had a black eye. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's probably throbbing too. <laughs> oh, dude, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> so it's uh, you and know I'm sure just the other guys just, were just laughing their heads off too. You know? Oh yeah, completely hit. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's great. What a story. So you came back after a, uh, a season there. Yes. And uh, getting oh, and I want to mention one other thing about your mom that I I, I wanted to hear more about in the book mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, but just because I've been there mm-hmm. and I can totally relate with this. So uh, actually not my parents, but uh, uh, my ex-in-laws, when I first mm-hmm. got married, you know, you mentioned in your book, your mom's like, okay, so when are you going to get a real job? You're, you know, <laughs> when are you going to be respectable? And, yes. that type of thing. and uh, you know, I, I can just see this sweet little Japanese lady <laughs> saying that to you. And uh, yeah, when I, when I got married, my in-laws, uh, approached me at one point and they're like, so, okay, we understand that you're doing this now. 
Um, so, and it was like, they were starting to talk in slow motion. Like they were trying to figure out how to put this to me. And, uh, then they just come <laughs> out with it. So, um, when are you like, at, at what point do you get a real job? <laughs> yep. And I'm like, man, <laughs> not cool. Not no. cool. <laughs> uh, yes. So. That was, that was my mom's thinking all along. And yeah. Exactly that small little Japanese lady. And she, and she was, she's like, why do you do this? Why do you dress up in that silly costume? You should go. You should. Cause I went to school to be an elementary school teacher originally. Uh-huh. So I have my, uh, used to have my teacher certificate in elementary ed- education and then my BA in sociology. Um, but my, so my mom in, in Japanese culture, being a teacher is very respectable. And so she was upset that I wasn't going on to be a teacher. And she's like, why do you do this? Why, why don't you go to be a teacher? And yes. And you're like, do you know how much American teachers make? Come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so when you get back, um, go from there. So when I get back, um, I still kind of had the ultimate goal of making it to the NBA. So, um, <clears throat> but as you know, the NBA, it, it, jobs are few and far between. It doesn't, doesn't always come out. And, and, and the competition is fierce. I, I feel like the, anyone that you're going up against as far as competition to, to get a, land an NBA job, you're looking at guys who, who can tumble, who can dance, who, can, who are physical comedians, who know comedic timing, who know how to play the drums, ride the unicycle. All of these skills that that are are sometimes commonplace for among these guys and they're jack of all trades right so and so i knew that's where i wanted to be and when i came back um the the sacramento kings actually had an opening and and i did not and i was able to get in um and audition for that particular job and i did not get the job but the guy who got the job was todd morrell oh yeah can i say this yeah Tom Moraldo. <laughs> so, sure, he's not on here. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh no. <laughs> and um, at the time, he and was. He's even current still. You who know? knows? Yeah, he exactly. May not be there still. You oh, never know. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he at the time he left the Carolina Panthers, and so he he got the Sacramento job, and then the Carolina Panthers job opened up, and so that's when I flew out to Carolina and I auditioned for the Panthers out here. So that's what brought me out to Carolina. Right. Right. And that, uh, um, it, it's funny how that domino effect happens sometimes, you know, somebody jumps into a new position and then other ones open up, which other, open up other ones, and, which help you in the long run. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you have to look back and go, you know what? There was a reason that I didn't get that. There was a reason why that didn't happen. Yes. In, in the long run, I am so much better off. Yes. So. Yeah. And that's, that's where I was. And um, at the time I was disappointed, obviously, but it's, but I also knew, you know, Todd was great and he's a phenomenal dancer, but that's what brought me out to, to Charlotte. And, and l- when I landed this gig, it was 2003. So the Carolina Panthers ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, so what's up with that? You go to the Rose Bowl, then you go <laughs> to the Super Bowl. I mean, come well, on. The, the, that's so cool, except we never won, so I don't have a ring. <laughs> so close, and yet so far. So far away. 
Yes. Yeah. So that was um, that was 2003. Uh, Jake DeLone was the quarterback. Uh, Steve Smith was the prime wide receiver. Julius Peppers, that whole crew. Um, they were an amazing team. Um, I saw Janet Jackson's boob. Nice. Because that was that halftime. And <laughs> <laughs> that Super Bowl will always be remembered for that uh, two-second uh, mal- wardrobe malfunction. Yep, the famous wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> yep, um, and I was there to see it live. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, did I just see that? Yeah, well, everybody that's... did. Wait, did I just oh. see that? Did that just happen? Really? What? Yeah. Am I imagining this? <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that you were there at that time for that one. Oh, it was wow. so cool. So, and Todd was, and Todd had been Sir Per, the mascot for the Panthers, the previous five years and <laughs> never made it to the playoffs or anything. Oh, he jumped ship and then he's, and, yeah. And so I ended up giving him one of my um, employee tickets to the game, and he went to the Super Bowl with my sister. <laughs> oh, so, that's cool. That's really cool of you. Oh, well, Holy thanks, cow. man. Uh, so he was – he was at least he could be there because I knew – I knew if I was in his shoes, uh, I would have been devastated. <laughs> oh, it, missing out on that boob? I would have been totally – yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be crushing. Exactly. <laughs> so close. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what an experience, man, to be at the Super Bowl and, and have that all happen your for your first year. Yes. And uh, yeah, what a great thing. Oh, it was cool. Um but then from there, um the the um the NBA had just come come back to Charlotte because the Hornets the original Hornets from back in the day had left to New Orleans. And then the NBA um, had an expansion franchise in here in 2004 in Charlotte, you know, it was the Bobcats. And so since I was already here in town, um, the very first year that they had a mascot was, it was, it was Rufus, but it was uh, good old Dave Pendergrass. Yep. 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 I still keep in contact with him. He's yes. So him and I were roommates. So he no was, way. yeah. So we, we lived in um, what we called the fur house and um, we had a, a, a pool table for a dining room table and um, we were single and crazy and I was his assistant at his games and he was my assistant at my games. That is so funny. That's oh, great. There, um, there are some um, crazy stories that involve him and uh, maybe Adam Hardy and a couple other of those those old school names that um, yep. I'm going to save for a different scenario because I don't think it's quite appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, we have to meet on a separate occasion for, for those stories to come out. Exactly. Exactly. But um, so Dave had been there for, for the very first year of the organization and then um, left. And I think he went to Thailand or something crazy. Cause you know, Dave's crazy. Yep. And um and then that, so this position opened up and I auditioned for it here. And so I was lucky enough to be able to, to land a gig um, within the same city that I was living in currently and make it into the NBA. And so it's, it, for me, it was, it was, um, it was a, a dream come true. And it was, it took me 10 years of, of waiting for auditions and, and sending in videotapes and resumes to, when positions would open up and it, 
it took me 10 years to make it, to get here. Wow. And, and you made it. And it's, you know, yeah. what, a, what a lesson in, hey, take the, take the steps that you need to. Look for that next step. Uh, be open to taking another step. I mean, those are lessons that, that everybody needs to, to know. You know, don't, if, if you're not happy where you're at, move, you know? <laughs> yep. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but, man, congratulations. And then you had a good, uh, what, nine years? Yes, at, I was at, there. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I was Rufus for nine years. And, um, and the, the, so the team was in existence for 10 total. And then we switched back to the Hornets. And once the Bobcats, uh, you know, stopped to exist, I kind of retired and moved over to community relations. And so for me, there were a lot of goals that, that I really tried to reach as an NBA mascot. And, and, I, and I reached some of them, um, but I re- was able to, to stick through it. And, and that's why I call the title of my, my book belayed gratification so it's a play on words as far as delayed mm-hmm. and so i was able to stick it out make it to the mba and then with with this career move into another position in community relations that is is my dream job and so so that's i was able to put in my dues and even though the bobcats had some crazy years i mean i don't know <laughs> you know we one year we won seven games. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah know you know, like. and, and, when and everybody, Oh yeah. So it's, you, you make the best of it and then you become the show. And as you know, I know you, you went through all of that as well. Um, but, uh, but now I was, at, so then the reason why I call it belayed is because there was a time where I got stuck uh, when I was repelling Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's part. And you, I know you've experienced some, I've had some repelling scenarios, mishaps. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so that's the play on words, and um, and just you know the lesson of of overcoming those obstacles and putting in your dues and getting to eventually, if you stick it out, then maybe you know, quote in the book is the fur will fly your way. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's such a, that really is a lesson in life. I mean, there's a lot of great lessons in your book and, and from what you've been saying, honestly, you know, you look at, you look at life and that's just what it is, you know, Hey, yes. stick with it, stick with it, be persistent and, uh, things will pay off. Maybe not exactly the way you planned or whatever, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you know, those are the adventures that, that, that make for great stories later on, you know, <laughs> yes. and, uh, and I love telling stories, so it helps yeah. me big time, but you know, uh, it, it's great. You, you know, you haven't really, I mean, you're a young guy, uh, so it's not a happily ever after, uh, because there's, you know, you're not at the end or anything like that, but, um, but you ended up, uh, marrying, uh, one of the dancers or a dancer, <laughs> Yep. Yes. One of the cheerleaders. Yes. Yeah. One of the, well, one of the cheerleaders. That's right. That's right. In fact, when I was uh, reading this book, uh, I read part of it out loud to, uh, to my son and, uh, and my wife, they were sitting there at the dinner table and, and, uh, uh, my wife goes, uh, he, he missed that. He, this, he, he, uh, misspelled that or whatever. He, he put the wrong word in there. Isn't it dancer? Because <laughs> here you say cheerleader and it's like, <gasps> 
they are not cheerleaders. You know, they are, they are dancers. dancers. Yes. So yes. <laughs> I go, well, well actually, and- I'll bet you anything they had cheerleaders at the time. Yes. And as we got we in did. the book, <laughs> yep, that came out. I'm like, yep, 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 see? So. Exactly. So, yeah, they were part of the interactive stunt squad and they were the the actual kind of stunters, collegiate stunters and, and cheerleaders versus. And then we also had the lady cats, which was our dancers. So they were like parallel cheer teams or dance and cheer teams. And and but yeah, so that's a funny distinction that people are very, very serious about. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I also want to add here that you are. Like, do you realize that you are a part of, of history? I mean, the Bobcats came, went. They're a part of NBA history, uh, but it's almost like legendary now, you know, the, the, the Bobcats that, you know, that are no longer. Because no team <laughs> – yeah. I mean, that's that, – to me, that's kind of some kind of like uh, – I don't know. That's, that's, like, that's like Hall of Fame stuff, you know, that – you know, here with Bobcats, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, dude. Oh, it's it's well. You know what's really funny is I ended up sending a um, an old Rufus jersey to the mascot Hall of Fame as a as a souvenir. And so, so yes, I'm actually in the mascot Hall of Fame, but I I just haven't had a chance to go visit it yet. I'm going there this weekend, by the way. Oh, that's right. So that's uh, mascot you this weekend, correct? Yep, yep. And oh. uh, we're also. Uh, gonna do a little uh, ring um, ceremony type of thing for my character. Nice. But, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I wish I could be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be that fun. That is so cool. That is so cool. So, yeah, but man, so okay, so give me the give me a highlight. I'm gonna put you on the spot here real quick. Okay, so um, uh, my highlight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my highlight is actually not in. One of my highlights is really funny, and it's not in the book. Um, we was when I was in the NFL, uh, we would go to the pro bowl almost every year. And, and when the pro bowl, w- it was in Hawaii, it was amazing. The, the, the NFL would fly out the characters and the performers for an entire week. And we would do appearances around, around the Island. And with, uh, it was one of the really big perks of, of making it to the NFL as a mascot. So um, this was actually out of costume. We were at a, um, a luau and the luau had all these VIPs and celebrities. And this was back in between 98 and it was probably about 2000. So this was a long time ago. Um, and I was hanging out there and, and I was out of costume and all of the mascots, we were there as guests as well. We were quote unquote VIP, but they just basically let us in. Right. And so <laughs> you know, they've done that. Yeah. You guys are VIP, yep. but uh, we're not giving you any credentials and nope. we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was like, in, who are these quiet. jokers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are these jokers? Why are they here? Right, right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and so we were hanging out and um, having a good time. And, you know, Jerry Rice was over there on the other side of the table and, and Steve Young and, and Roger Crick. I mean, all these like big time NFL stars were were hanging out. And so I'm hanging out with a, a good friend of ours, Ted Avletrea, oh, who is, yeah. is now the, uh, the Mavericks, if, I, if I'm allowed to say that. Yep, he's, uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys because they have a couple. One of those guys. Uh, yeah, and then, um, but at the time, he was uh, rowdy with the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. 
Yep. And so we were, we were hanging out and, and at the time, um, one of the big popular, uh, singing groups was 98 degrees. Yep. Remember, uh, Nick Lachey. Oh yeah. And yes. Right. The boy brand band areas. And so they were, um, they were halftime act. And then they, uh, he was dating, uh, Jessica Simpson. Oh my gosh. That's right. Yep. And she was, and she was like big time and right with her reality TV show. So she was like the height the of her it, Yeah. The it girl right at the time. And um, so Ted, he, he nudges me and says, Hey, Jessica Simpson's over there. Let's go over and take a picture. Or let's go talk to her. It's like, okay, let's go. And so we walk over there and we're like, Hey, how you doing? You know, Ted's like, Oh, I'm Ted. I'm with the, with the, with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I'm rowdy. And she's like, she's like, no way. Uh, Cause she's from Dallas. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my God, you're rowdy. I love rowdy. He's so cool. And her parents are sitting right next to him. And Nick Lachey is sitting right next to him as well. And he's just kind of getting pissed. He's just sitting there. He's <laughs> like, sure he is. you know, yeah. Who are these jokers? Well, you know, and, um, and so her parents stand up and they're like, Oh my gosh, we need pictures with you. We want your autograph. You're the best ever. Blah, blah, blah. So they start freaking out. Ah, <laughs> and then Jessica turns to me. She's like, well, what are you doing here? I was like, Oh, I'm Dave. I'm with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm the mascot. You know, I'm here for the pro bowl, blah, blah, blah. Well, sitting right next to them was a couple from Seattle and they're like, no way you're blitz. Oh my God. That's the coolest thing ever. So they stand up. They I'm signing autographs with them, taking pictures. Like I'm a big celebrity and Ted's taking pictures with Jessica Simpson's Simpson's parents. And then she's just kind of standing there and she's (laughs) like, Oh, so we took away her, her superstar moment. Like she was like, dumbfounded like all of a sudden we became more popular than her and it was so funny and nick lachey was just like pissed the whole time oh that's great classic moment <laughs> so that's that's one of my out of costume superstar moments of like yes this you know jessica simpson and nick lachey you know they've got nothing on us that's <laughs> right and i'm sure you were wa- walking back to where you were sitting going did that just happen <laughs> that really just happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! So it's just a funny story. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite in costume, but it it had to deal with an event that we were at as as the characters or as the people performers, and so it was really funny. Dude, can I? Um, can I <laughs> go ahead. While you're thinking of your fail, can I tell you one that's that's kind of similar to that? Yes, um, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here I was on a plane. I was coming back from somewhere, but I had to route through Phoenix or whatever. Hey, I want to pause here and tell you a bit more about our sponsor, Alinko Costumes. Alinko is family owned and operated. Their first pro costume was the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> and their first NBA costume was the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. Alinko's history dates back 100 years, and now they make over a 1,000 mascots a year, including high school, college, corporate, and pro teams. Needless to say, they know their stuff. They also stand by their work with the best warranty in the business. I swear I've called Jill at all times of the day, and she always answers. Alinko has earned my business, so I recommend you go where the pros go, alinkocostumes.com. Now, back to this episode. And uh, I, as I'm waiting, uh, and this is years ago, okay? This is like a long time ago. Um, but um, I, it, was, it was, you know, back when uh, um, 
well, I'll tell you in a sec, but it's, it's like, um, I'm waiting to get on this plane and, uh, I look over and there's Vance Johnson. Okay. Do you know who Vance Johnson is? Plays for the Broncos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Plays for the yeah Broncos that's right. At the time. He was one of the three musketeers. Okay. So that's, that's the era right there that, you know, that's huge, that Broncos right? fans would know, you know, yes. time. so here's Vance Johnson. And, um, I'm like, uh, and it was near the end of his career. So, um, but I'm like, oh man, he, you know, he's got this big long black trench coat on and he's got his hat down, you know, sunglasses on and everything. I'm like, that's Vance Johnson. Hmm. So, uh, get on the plane. I'm sitting at the window seat and he's sitting on the aisle. There's a seat in between us. And I, I'm like, okay, I have to say something. Okay. So <laughs> yes. we're in the air and I can't believe I'm sitting right next to him and, and everything. So I, I lean over and I'm like, Hey, <clears throat> Vance, how you doing? I'm, you know, I'm Ken and, you know, kind of introduce myself. He's like, yeah, yeah, man, what's up? You know, he's, he's like, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. all cool and everything. And, and I'm like, hey, so, you know, I, I don't mean to bother you or whatever, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the business. Um, you know, I'm a mascot and uh, this is who I'm the mascot for. And uh, I said, I usually don't tell people. He interrupts me. He's like, dude, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, I'm going to bleep that out right there. But I'm like, right. um, yeah, he's like. All of a sudden, like he's turning in his seat, he's facing me. All of a sudden, his eyes are bugging out. He's like, "Dude, seriously? Oh my <laughs> gosh, man!" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Okay, this is so cool. This is great, man." Um, oh, he goes, and dude, my wife loves you. And he goes, and, and you know what? He goes, she is always asking, "Is that a brother in there?" Is that, you know, <laughs> yes. and. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, we started to laugh and everything. And then, um, so we're, we, you know, we get to where we're, you know, the conversation ends or whatever. And he's back to his stuff. All of a sudden he's rummaging through his little backpack there. And, uh, he, he's like, um, dude, um, yeah, I mean, can I, uh, and he, you know, he's kind of fumbling through stuff. He's like, um, can I get your autograph, man? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay yeah i said actually i i have some with me if you'd like you know i have some i've been traveling for work i mean i'm uh, so i have some with me do you want one of mine he's like oh yeah so i, I signed <laughs> one for him and everything well and i'm like you know i i sorry i i you know i don't really do this and i was kind of you know like fumbling through my words i go i don't really do this or whatever too but i mean could i get yours if you're getting mine he's like what do you mean you never do this he goes you let me tell you right now you get every autograph you can or someday your kids are going to be so mad at you that you were around <laughs> all these players and didn't get an autograph he's like he's like you know that i'm running up to joe montana going dude joe hey you know i need a couple <laughs> autographs you know he goes we do this on the field <laughs> and uh, I, I, I like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, Vance Johnson telling me all this stuff. And so, okay, to, to end the story here, he, uh, you know, it goes back quiet and everything after we exchange autographs and everything. And uh, so we're coming in, we're about to land, you know, and this is back when they had the phone in the back of the seat. So, uh -huh. yes. so he reaches up that. at one point, grabs that phone, pulls it out, and, and he's, you know, dialing. All of a sudden, I hear him over there. Yeah, baby. Hey, what's up? 
yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on my way home and, and everything. And, uh, you know, calls him his wife or whatever. And he's, uh, he's like, yeah, he says, um, guess who I'm sitting next to? I hear him <laughs> like kind of trying to whisper over there. And he's like, yeah, I'm sitting next to, uh, and he says my name or whatever. And he's like, yeah, 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 right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She's obviously freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, seriously. He goes, and he's like, yes, no, I'm serious. The, and he says my name again. And um, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of cracking up. I'm trying to look out the window and everything. Like, I don't want him to know that I'm just cracking up over this whole thing. And uh, right. he's like, and then I hear him say, no, I'm not telling you whether he's black or white. <laughs> oh, I about fell off my chair. It was so oh, funny, man. That is a fantastic story. Yeah, he shakes my hand and he's like, dude, good luck with everything, man. So, so nice to meet you. And, and uh, anyway, so that's when we went our separate ways. But, but anyways, so yeah. Hey, I got to, uh, we, we should wrap this up soon, but give me a fail. Yes. Do you have a good fail? Okay, quick fail. It's, it's actually in the book. Um, <clears throat> The as you know, uh, a lot of the NBA uh, mascots will will dunk, you know, yep. off a trampoline. Yep. <laughs> and so I know you've had a few injuries as well. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> um, one of uh, one of my uh, big injuries was um, we were playing the Miami Heat, and me and uh, I was in costume, and we were dunking in a timeout, and I had a couple other dunkers with me, and so I go down, do one one basic dunk, you know, everything's good, um, and then I come down uh, a sec. Um, as as I'm I go up in the air with two hands, I dunk the ball like a like a back scratcher behind the head, bring it down. Um, I land on the mat, and as I land, I put my hand down, and my fingers bend back, mm. and so I, I hear a, I hear and feel snap, and so I I injured my right hand, and I and I knew I broke something. Oh, so an awful feeling. Oh, it was <laughs> an awful it was feeling awful. like going through your mind, your head, <laughs> oh. in the middle of a performance. In the middle, yes. And so I do one more dunk, but I couldn't palm the ball. And because we have special balls, you can palm, but I couldn't palm the ball because my hand was broken. And so I, I do a dunk with the other hand. And then I, I land on the mat and I run off the run off the court. And so as I get off the court, I peel off my my glove and my paw or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and I tell my assistant, go get the, go get the, um, the, the trainer and go get the medic and whatnot. So, so the medic comes and then he gets me some ice and I was like, go get the doctor. I think something's wrong. And so the team doctor decides to come in and I have my head off. I have my hand, it's on ice. And he comes in he's like, so uh, Rufus, um, it looks like you hurt your hand here. Well, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you uh, some warm milk and some, some catnip and we'll take care of it right away. Oh, <laughs> You're like, shut up. Because my character was a cat. And so he just thought it would be really funny. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so then I was like, um, no, uh, I think I really broke my hand. And, and so then we um, went and got x-rays in the arena and I broke my third and fourth metacarpal on my right hand. And instantly he was like, I, I am so sorry and profusely apologizing. I went and um, went to the, to the hospital, got a, got a cast. Um, and, and then whenever I see that doctor, we still laugh about it today. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great, man. 
just it, you know you just have the craziest things happen when you know yes. and, and nobody can see it nobody you know there's advantages and disadvantages to having people see your face you know you know right. you don't want to you know you can <laughs> hey you can go shopping you can, you're a famous guy and you can go anywhere you want because you wear a mask at the same time hey when you get hurt <laughs> people are like ah just shake it <laughs> off you know when i broke my back yeah, the, the stagehands were like, you know, they come out and they pick me up and ha ha ha, you know, you're so funny. And they let me go and I fall, you know, and it's like, I, I can't really say anything either. You guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah. I broke my back here. But, yeah. So that's so, yeah, I can't even imagine uh, breaking my back. But, still, but I mean, you broke your hand and you got to still <laughs> throw down some dunk and throw your hand at that rim. When you're done, yeah. Oh, it oh. Was, <laughs> yep. That's a good story. So that's, that's a fail. that's a great, but it's you that's know. a great story, and, <laughs> and, and you know it's a great book. I want you guys to go out there. Uh, how do how do people get the book? Um, it's actually it's on Amazon, and so it's called Belayed Gratification. And my name is David Stogdill, so you can type in any of those search words. Stog- and so yeah, I I just uh, I appreciate you having me on and telling these stories, and and you know if. It's. Uh, I also kind of wrote this book for 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 other mascots too. So if if there's a college mascot or or a, a, another or a minor league mascot that that wants to hear some or see, read about some of these crazy stories, this this is you know one of those type of books. I love it. Yeah, and I and I got that from that. It's very uh, inspiring and uh, and a fun read. You know. It's just, I, you know, going from story to story and character to character, I found myself uh, just waiting for the next, uh, you know, little mishap. So, <laughs> or success, <laughs> you know, because there were successes along the way. Too. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, well, Dave, great to have you on. I sure appreciate it. Um, hey, you guys out there as well. Um, I've, got a, uh, I've got a new page on Facebook, uh, Between the Fur Facebook page. So, at Between the Fur. And uh, so follow that as well. Uh, Dave, great to have you on. I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate your uh, uh, performance abilities, your talents, and, uh, and uh, how, how well you speak. So thanks for everything. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Man, no, for real. It's, it's an honor because, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but before I got into the league, you were one of the guys that I always kind of looked up to. So uh, it's an honor to be on here with you, man. I, I oh, appreciate well, it. Well, that's very kind of you to say. I sure appreciate it, man. Yeah, I love uh, I love that, uh, you know, I at least come up in, uh, you know, somebody else's mind or, or conversation and whatever. So I, I really appreciate that humbly. Uh, yeah, good luck with everything. If you need anything, let me know, brother. Love you, man. Will do. I'll fo- uh, follow you up on, on Facebook, too. All so right. Thanks. Sounds good, man. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. We'll